brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. and shine 6 a.m. and your hand can't make it to the alarm clock before the voices in your head start telling you that it's too early too dark and too cold to get out of bed aching muscles lie still in rebellion pretending not to hear your brain commanding them to move a legion of voices are shouting their unanimous permission for you to hit the snooze button and go back to dreamland but you didn't ask their opinion the voice you've chosen to listen to is one of defiance a voice that says there was a reason you set that alarm in the first place so sit up Put your feet on the floor and don't look back because we've got work to do. Welcome to the grind. For what is each day but a series of conflicts between the right way and the easy way? 
10,000 streams fan out like a river delta before you, each one promising the path of least resistance. Thing is, you're headed upstream. And when you make that choice, when you decide to turn your back on what's comfortable and safe and what some would call common sense, well, that's day one. From there, it only gets tougher. So just make sure this is something you want, because the easy way out will always be there, ready to wash you away. All you have to do is pick up your feet. But you aren't going to, are you? With each step comes the decision to take another. You're on your way now, but this is no time to dwell on how far you've come. You're in a fight against an opponent you can't see, but oh, you can feel him on your heels, can't you? Feel him breathing down your neck. You know what that is? That's you. Your fears, your doubts, and insecurities all lined up like a firing squad, ready to shoot you out of the sky. But don't lose heart. While they're not easily defeated, they are far from invincible. Remember, this is the grind, the battle royale between you and your mind, your body and the devil on your shoulder who's telling you that this is just a game. This is just a waste of time. Your opponents are stronger than you. Drown out the voice of uncertainty with the sound of your own heartbeat. Burn away your self-doubt with a fire lit beneath you. Remember what we're fighting for and never forget that momentum's a cruel mistress. She can turn on a dime or the smallest mistake. She is ever searching for the weak place in your armor, that one tiny thing you forgot to prepare for. So as long as the devil is hiding the details, the question remains, is that all you got? Are you sure? And when the answer is yes, when you've done all you can to prepare yourself for battle, then it's time to go forth and boldly face your enemy, the enemy within. Only now you must take that fight into the open, into hostile territory. You're a lion in a field of lions, all hunting the same elusive prey with a desperate starvation that says victory is the only thing that can keep you alive. So believe that voice that says you can run a little faster and you can throw a little harder and that for you, the laws of physics are merely a suggestion. Luck is the last dying wish of those who want to believe that winning can happen by accident. Sweat, on the other hand, is for those who know it's a choice. So decide now, because destiny waits for no man. And when your time comes and a thousand different voices are trying to tell you you're not ready for it, listen instead to that lone voice of dissent. The one that says you are ready. You are prepared. It's all up to you now. So rise and shine. Over the top, boys. Over the top. And now, ladies and gentlemen, live from Pittsburgh Studio Number One, it's Cold War Radio. Here's your host, Hutch Bailey Jr. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go once again. Welcome and thank you for choosing Cold War Radio on this beautiful evening from the Alpha Foxtrot Studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, the Cold War Radio patron hotline, 412-206-6208, the voicemail for our massive podcast listening audience, 412-567-1460. Give us a call, especially if you're listening from outside the United States. I love those. If you can do that on Skype, if not, uh, you can write at SCRTV at live.com or Cold War Radio, P.O. Box 10433-370 Castle Shannon Boulevard, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Please stop in and check out SteelCityResistance.com. You can become a Cold War Radio patron. Catch the research room, the video three page, all kind of stuff like that, ladies and gentlemen, because that's what time it is.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let me bring the medical staff, actually the intellectual staff, onto the show. Good evening, how's my fellow bacon-loving deplorables? Coming to you live in living color from the Whiskey Tango Foxtrot Studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The doctor is in. All right, there it is, man. That's sounding good. No doubt about that. Uh, welcome to the show, Ward. Got a big one tonight. Uh, a lot of, a lot of really serious things going on, and, and uh, I don't know how it's going to develop. We're going to find out though together, brother. Absolutely, as as it should be. I'm now, sure that we could we could find little nuggets of humor in there somewhere. I'm sure we will. With 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 Joe Biden and the, and the rest of the Bidenites. They, they just spew stupid, so I'm sure we'll, we'll be able to scrape something together. I, I'm sure we'll be all right. I, I have to start it with a little bit of levity uh, at the beginning of the show. I'd like to do that, as you know. Um, I had something for dinner tonight that it made me start thinking. When I was, uh, when I was a kid, when I was a teenager uh, in the 70s, my neighborhood, one of the things that kids my age did in my neighborhood was congregate and pizza shops, the ones that had pinball machines and jukeboxes and things like that. I'm sure you, re- I'm sure oh, it was yeah. the same in your neighborhood. Absolutely. It's the same in every neighborhood in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Outside. So, I mean, they had uh, one or two pinball machines, three plays for a quarter, you know, and then you had the, the trackball games like Missile Command, and there was a football version that was like a table that you sat at. And then the jukebox over there. And, and these pizza shops knew that most of the kids in them, you know, money wasn't flowing like it is to, to today's kids. You know, you might have had change for a dollar in your pocket or maybe maybe $2 or something like that. Yeah, you, know. you got a couple bucks and that's about it. Right. You know, and, and they knew that at the pizza shop. So they had these items on the menu. And one of them was pizza bagels. That were like less than a dollar, you know what I mean? And I had and those. To this tonight, day, man. I'll go buy them. I'm telling I you, ha- man. I have money, and I'll go buy them. I, I'm, t- I'm the same way, man. That, that, and they had uh, soft pretzels. I remember those too. And they would even take a piece of provolone and put it on there and stick it in the oven. That was. I still eat that too. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's just neat the way you, the way things happen. To you, you know, when you're younger and you just latch on to them, boy. I, I, I feel oh, bad. Yeah. Some of these millennials and Z Generation X's or whatever the hell they are, I, I feel bad for them. I, I read a thing one time that something like four out of ten millennials never ate a Big Mac. And I'm like, shame on you, man. Well, I, I don't even think that, that, that it's millennials. I, I think that it's the generation more, And I call it the hermit generation because they don't leave their house. They sit in front of these damn video games. They don't have any idea what outside is like you know ever i mean ever since the 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 covid lockdowns you know you have a generation that just i'd rather stay in the house i'm not going to play football or go swimming in in, in a pool no it's, it's crazy i mean I, i'm gonna sit here and, and play a virtual life you know play get, minecraft and pretend i'm alive and have somebody deliver me some cold food in, yeah. in, in styrofoam you know i mean you gotta be kidding me man i couldn't wait to get back out you know, the, you know, going to get going out with people. You know, I, I still, I mean, 
every now and then I'll hit a Burger King or something like that. But the ones that are closed, I look down on them. I hope they go bankrupt, man. I do. Now, that's that's on the one side. On the other side, if they can't get enough workers, that's a different story. But the ones that are cowering in fear uh, about opening their doors back up, I mean, those those people are worthless to me. I'm no, sorry. actually, I read a an article that said that these businesses that like McDonald's that, that only open the drive through and whatnot and yeah. aren't opening the inside, they're saving a ton of money because they're not having to hire people to go clean tables and take out the trash and all that stuff. So they're, they're able to save like three FTEs. I'll tell you what, they, it, I still, instead, they should close And that's what up. they're doing. I Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. I saw a guy places like McDonald's that, that are terrible in the drive through to start with. And then on top of that, you add the fact that, you know, the only, that that's the only game in time. So if you, if you just said, if you want a Big Mac, you're going to wait in this line and odds are, they're going to give you a cheeseburger. And it's going to be, it's not even going to be, it's going to be cold and it's going to yeah. be stacked off to the side. And yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, I saw a guy in the middle of COVID and you know, McDonald's Pittsburgh is an aging city. And because all the, <laughs> all the young stock left in the eighties, but I mean, there's a lot of senior citizens here. And a lot of them hang out in McDonald's. And I saw this guy when McDonald's, and they're still, dining room's still closed, by the way, uh, like mm-hmm. we just talked about. But this guy ordered his drive-thru, parked his car, opened up the back door of his car, pulled out a folding chair, and put it on the lawn in front of McDonald's and sat there and had his coffee. I mean, huh. guys, open the damn doors, man. You know, like I said, they're, they're saving so much money because number one, they had to give everybody else a raise. Yeah. So I think they're making fifteen fifteen dollars an hour to work at McDonald's in the first place, so they can save fifteen dollars an hour per employee that they can keep from not having to have somebody to take care of the dining room. So they just have cooks and and cash register people in there, and that's that. Well, what are these people doing? Just not working, or are they getting better jobs, or? That's the part I don't I, understand. I, I think what it is now, it, it's like McDonald's is just saying, okay, well, I'm we're only going to staff enough to to keep the drive through running, and to hell with the dining room because that just that that costs us money to open the dining room. So they have enough employees to to run the whole thing, Got but it. instead of instead of saying, okay, you know, Jimmy, go clean tables, Jimmy's just steady running the grill. You know what right, I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> and there's so never, never a shortage of cars. Correct. I mean, there's there's never a shortage because I go for breakfast every now and then. But oh yeah, and they wrap around the building. Yeah, they do. Um, I told you earlier that I I started watching baseball again. Well, that's mm-hmm. come to another screeching halt. Uh, <laughs> in, in April, in April, the Pittsburgh Pirates they had a a thing that they said every month we're going to support a small business. And the Pirates, in April, every damn game, I had to watch a commercial for this media company that you you couldn't work there if you were white. It was a media company for people of color. So if you were colorless, you couldn't work there. And, and I'm thinking, are these people really doing this? Is there really a company like this? But I sucked it up, and I kept my mind on baseball, and I was enjoying it. May wasn't that bad. Then Pride Month came. Of course. And every single game, the first two that I watched, and that's the last ones I watched, they're pushing this pride thing. And, I mean, they're grooming kids more. They're they're giving T-shirts away. 
with a Pittsburgh Pride thing on it. There's a website, Pittsburgh Pirates slash Pride. It's it's sickening they put this in my face all the time. Here's the problem, right? There's 96% of the country doesn't agree with that stuff or, or just is agnostic about it. They just don't care. Then you got the 4% that's actually trans, queer, whatever, that has to have a parade. 4%. And we knuckle under to this. And every time it's it's ridiculous. I mean, everybody every everybody gets a month except straight white people. I saw a guy it, say if, if you're screw a queer, Pride you get month. A whole month. This guy I mean, said screw Pride Month and screw every other month too. They ought to get rid yes. of all brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over forty, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. I came from a low-income family that was, that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GC became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no need for this crap. No. All it does is cause division. And that's exactly, and I've said that a million times. That's exactly what the Democrats want. They want us divided. That's right. And there's nothing inclusive about it. There's nothing that, uh, you know, getting along with people about it. This is why I hate these people. This is out of Rome. This weekend's gay pride parade in Cremona, Italy, featured a bare-breasted mannequin dressed as the Virgin Mary, sparking an intense national debate on social media and elsewhere. They hate you, ladies and gentlemen. They hate everybody. They hate anybody that believes in God. They hate families. This is this is. I've had enough of this, man. Well, uh, I, I got to step in and say something else, though. When when you talk about the, you know, them doing it in Rome. Where's the Pope condemning it? He's indeed, not. Indeed. He, he, he agrees with this. This Pope is as socialist, anti-Christian, Catholic, whatever. Now, whether or not you believe in, in gay marriage or whatever, that's irrelevant. I don't care. My point is when you're the leader of the Catholic Church and you are supposed to follow the Bible and the Bible says marriage is between a man and a woman— the Pope doesn't change that. There's no room for, oops, I made a mistake. I, I, it was interpreted incorrectly. It was not. The, the, that part of the Bible is not open for interpretation. But yet, there they go. And I mean, if they would just keep to themselves or be civil 
it would be a completely different situation, but they're not. They're radical communist jerk-offs is what they are. Yeah, absolutely. You know? and, and Pope is just as bad. I mean, there, there's the, the fact that he can, that he condones gay marriage tells me right, everything I need to know about this guy right there. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm. And a, every I'm other leftist, Catholic. every other leftist uh, idea he does too. Absolutely. I mean, he's not I mean, I'm not going to say I'm a, I was ever a devout. I was a devout Catholic for a point, especially when I was attending Catholic school. But <laughs> since that time, and you know, and, and with them playing, you know, hide the pedophile and whatnot, I lost a lot of faith in the Catholic Church. And then they install this socialist on top of everything, and it's like, yeah, I'm pretty much done with that. It's sad. So, it is, you know, yeah. and and I do have. It's a little different because the leadership of the Catholic Church is pretty much powerful. Uh, mine, not so much, but you know, we have a bishop in the Episcopal faith too. But uh, I have a co-host in the mornings, and she said something profound a couple weeks ago when I was making the same argument. Uh, she said the church is the people in it. You know, if you go to church, you change it. You know, and I, I thought about, all right, I'm taking the easy way out on that one. I haven't been in well, years. Well, the, at the same time, how do you do that? I don't you know. You can't vote them out. I mean, I, I how, that, that's my point. That, I mean, that's a that's a good idea. And I mean, as far as like for as far as politics go, that's a great. But everybody, everybody knows who runs the church. It's the people in the congregation with money, just like anything else. Well, I mean, yeah, that's at the local level. But when you get to, up to the pope level. Right. I mean, he is, he's the leader of the Catholic Church. So even if you manage to get your little church to do something, the Catholic Church funds them. So it's like, well, no, you're not going to get your money. You're not going to get – I mean, they, they can choke you out. And that's that's what sucks. And especially with this socialist that they got running the show now, God only knows what the hell they do. Right. No telling. But let's reflect a little bit, Ward. Uh, on Tuesday, June 6th, 1944 – over 160,000 brave men crossed the choppy waters of the English Channel to land in any enemy-occupied France for the long-awaited Allied liberation of Fortress Europe, codenamed Operation Overlord. The Battle of Normandy was the largest amphibious invasion in human history. The mission, to liberate a continent suffering for four years under the murderous dictatorship of a racist totalitarian regime, bent on world domination, not so far away from our current Democrat Party ward. I mean, maybe in extremes, they haven't hit it yet, but we've got political prisoners now. We've got a secret federal police force that snatches people out of their homes at 5 o'clock in the morning for their political beliefs. We're not that far away from it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that, uh, I mean, like the Sussman trial. How the hell does this guy get acquitted? Other than the fact that the jury was rigged, and we knew that going in, that there's no way that he was going to be convicted. But that opened the door for a lot of other things. So if if I, I just got to sit back and see what, what the next shoe to drop is from Dorm, because a lot of stuff I'm reading says that he actually wanted them to acquit him so that they could get something else, and I don't understand it, but... I'm hoping that more stuff comes out soon because the Sussman thing got me all excited. And then, well, now I'm not as excited anymore. And, and, you know, they, they roll out 
Devin Nunez, or I mean John Radcliffe, rather. They roll him out, yeah. and it's the same thing as Trey Gowdy and his Benghazi. It's it's all BS. It's all to yeah. protect the government. It's it's sickening, and it, it happens every time. And people still vote for these fakes. Uh, I mean, uh, you, you look at, at, at we're we're looking at seventy eight years ago. I think uh, Normandy was. The veterans are not in their nineties. There's not very many of them left. No, uh, no. And, and what a, if you've never. If you've never, I mean, you could watch The Longest Day, but it doesn't, the point, Saving Private Ryan, man. I mean, that opening scene of, of that landing is like nothing I've ever seen in film before. I mean, that that chilled me when I saw that, because there's nowhere to go, man. I mean, yeah, there, get off the boat. That's right, man. I mean, it was, I mean, that was amazing. It really was. It was scary, but it was amazing. And our guys did that. I mean, it was complete balls. I mean, yeah. there's there's nothing else you can say about it. You're going in on a landing craft. You're just stacked in there like cordwood. The, the gate drops, and it's like, go. Right. Hit the beach and keep running. Hope they don't shoot you. Yep, that's true. And then Google, our good friend Google, uh, they snubbed the whole D-Day anniversary, celebrates the invention of espresso machine in the Google Doodle. So thanks, Google. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you wish we would have lost. Well, I, I quit looking to Google for anything th- that's related to America because they're, they're, they're as communist as they get. They, they are. They, I mean, they're more communist than Putin is, I believe. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, now, this next segment is the most important segment of the show. Uh, I want to preface it uh, by explaining who this guy is, at least who his father was. The father of failed Democrat presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg, current Secretary of Transportation, was a Marxist professor who spoke fondly of the Communist Manifesto and dedicated a significant portion of his academic career to the work of the Italian Communist Party founder Antonio Gramsci, an associate of Vladimir Lenin. Uh, He raised his child, he's from Malta, and uh, immediate, when he came to the United States, immediately started working for Notre Dame uh, and a whole lot of other things. But um, Sunday, during the Sunday shows, Pete Buttigieg gave it all away, man. And, and I mean, this, is, this should scare you, folks. This is, we're getting to the point in history where if we don't do something, this is going to get away from us. Pete Buttigieg announces that Biden inflation plan is to create, he actually said this, you're going to hear it in a clip, to create increased dependency state and apply socialist economics. Biden led government to provide medicine, child care, housing, and food. The ultra-leftist Biden transportation secretary appears on ABC with George Stephanopoulos to discuss the solutions to the massive economic collapse that looms all around us. Within the interview, Buttigieg states that the Biden administration goal is to use the high cost of living. That's all policy-driven. The government caused every, the American government caused everything that's going on between the American government and the California state government. They caused it all. You want to point your finger at somebody, that's who to point at. As an opportunity, well, according to them, it's Putin. Uh, yeah, Putin has and Ukraine. To do with it. Exactly, nothing to do with it. As an opportunity for the government to take over household expenses and create equity 
via government distribution. If reasonable people do not intervene quickly, the executive branch and the legislative branch, you've seen the GOP caving on gun control. Why do you think that is? Because they can't do this stuff to an armed population is why. They will move to begin subsidizing and controlling medicine, child care, housing, and food costs by diverting tax dollars into the social equity system. Depending on income, the Biden administration plans to offset higher prices for Americans by providing the essential services, the government providing the essential services and products they need. In essence, Democrat socialism with a filter of equity and distribution, enhanced dependency. Now think about that. Think about that. They are going to take this whole thing, and I've been saying this for over a year, this is designed to wipe out the American middle class of every race. The entire American middle class where there will only be plebes and rich people. You'll have the ruling class and the elite, and you'll have the worthless eaters underneath them. If you don't think it's going to happen, listen to this guy. This guy's scary, and Stephanopoulos knows exactly what's going on. Spring the transport, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. Uh, Secretary Buttigieg, thanks for joining us this morning. Let's play off what Jamie Dimon was just saying there. He says he sees storm clouds coming. Elon Musk is worried about the future of the economy. Larry Summers, former Democratic Treasury Secretary, is worried about a recession later this year as well. Is that what Americans should be braced for? Well, right now, what we are doing is preparing for the road ahead where you're not going to see this kind of uh, swift, red hot, uh, wildly uh, fast economic growth that we had over the last year or so. But we had fast economic growth over the last year or so. OK, Pete, keep it up still expecting strong economic growth and working to keep it that way. Now, look, whether we're talking about growth or whether we're talking about inflation, one very important principle right now that this administration takes seriously and respects is to allow the Fed to do its job. But the administration and Congress have a job to do as well, and that is to support growth in this economy, including issues on uh, on the supply side of our economy, uh, like making sure our supply chains are stronger, making sure that we invest in the capacity, both, both physical and human, of our uh, economy to keep up with demand, and taking action where we can to lower costs for American families. And there are a number of things that the president has proposed that we do that Congress could do. Lowering the cost of insulin, lowering the cost of childcare, lowering the cost of housing. Uh, things that would make a difference, no matter what's happening macroeconomically, would make life easier for Americans who are facing these economic uh, question marks right now. We just saw in Rebecca's piece, President Biden saying he's doing everything he can. He believes he's doing everything he can on his own to combat inflation. But Democratic Congressman Ro Khanna disagrees. He's saying there's way more we can do. He wrote that in The New York Times, way more we can do right now to stop inflation, including having various departments, the Department of Energy buy up more petroleum, Department of Agriculture buy up more food, buy up surplus baby formula. Should the president set up the kind of task force uh, that that Congressman Khanna is talking about and start to those to make those purchases. 
Well, look, the president's made clear that inflation is his top economic priority, and he's laid out a very clear strategy for doing that. I'm sure additional ideas will be welcomed, uh, especially when they're ideas that come in good faith. Uh, but right now, the president has a, a very clear plan. Now, unfortunately, from the other side of the aisle, what we're seeing is not very much by way of concrete ideas, right? Uh, we've heard uh, something from Senator Rick Scott about raising taxes on uh, uh, lower and middle income Americans. There's a continued push to uh, uh, reduce or to, to remove the ACA. And you have, uh, you know, continued culture wars. But, uh, you know, what, what we have in the administration and working with partners of our, uh, in Congress who are uh, coming through with a number of good ideas is to continue to take the steps that are needed, uh, both on the price side and on the growth side, to keep our economy strong. Americans feel gas prices just about more than anything else. We're seeing $5 a gallon, approaching $5 a gallon across the country right now as we head into the summer vacation season. Uh, earlier this year, the president tapped the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. It hasn't made any difference at all. Was that a failure? Well, look, I, I don't think it's correct to say it hasn't made any difference at all. Uh, this is an action that helped to stabilize global oil prices. <laughs> uh, the action the president took around ethanol, introducing additional flexibility there, that's having an effect uh, on prices in the Midwest. But we also know that the price of gasoline is, is not set by a dial in the Oval Office. And when an oil company is deciding hour by hour how much to charge you for a gallon of gas, uh, they're not calling the administration to... Uh, make sure you understand the translation of that. He wants the government to determine the gas price, the oil price. Ask what they should do. Uh, they're doing it based on their goal of maximizing their profits. It's been very striking right now to see these oil companies uh, who have become almost ridiculously profitable. And you hear these oil executives on the record talking about how they're not going to increase production. Uh, why would they? They're doing great right now. It's why the president has called for a use it or lose it policy, where if you're sitting on these thousands of permits like these oil executives have been, and you're not doing anything with them, then you're going to be held accountable for that. Now, so far, congressional Republicans have blocked action to do something like that. But we think that's another step that would make a difference among the many, many steps the president's already taken. That guy's a human rat. I mean, he's a, just a rat. He's a complete liar. He's Total a liar. liar. The, the fact that the government re re revoked the permits in uh, Alaska, two of the biggest oil fields in Alaska, we're not allowed to drill in. But no, Biden, Biden didn't do that. That's the oil company sitting on it. But he stabilized, he, goes, he, he stabilized the, the, the price worldwide. My gas has gone up 20 cents in three days. Yeah, and and the fact that he has the balls to come out and say, well, they're they're working on reducing the price of insulin. Trump had it at thirty five bucks a month by executive order, and the first thing this client does on day one is revokes that that executive order, so the price shoots back up to three or four hundred dollars a month or whatever it was. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. To, and then they're they're like, oh well, we're really fighting to get this thirty five dollars. Well, it was already there. And they wanted the first for? thing. The first thing he had in his plan was the uh, pay equity. You know, he, he not pay equity, but the pay. He, he thinks that the six percent raise that people got that's less than inflation is the problem here. What they're doing, what they're doing is they want to kill the middle class so the weak-minded people on your block go out in the street and scream for the government to save them, just like they did in Germany. The same exact thing they did in Germany, that's what these Nazi bastards on both sides of the aisle are doing right now. And Pat Toomey and Lindsey Graham and John Cornyn and Mitch McConnell are paving the way for gun confiscation. 
It might not come in the next year, but that's what they're doing, ladies and gentlemen. Anybody who still believes in this party is not being honest. Well, they're not paying attention. It's not. It's not a matter of honesty. It's you're just not paying attention. Or that, to, but you got to be. Paying, what, <laughs> yeah, I mean, how do you, but that's how do you miss you, it? <laughs> you you look at what these rhino clients, Liz Cheney, uh, like you said, Lindsey Graham, Pat Toomey, et cetera, et cetera. Why is it that we're the only ones calling these people out? Because it's why a big game, this, man. It's a big why is game. nobody in the media? Why isn't even Tucker coming out and saying, "Hey, look." I mean, because Tucker Carlson is truly the only person left at Fox News that has any kind of any kind of balls, and he only, he only and he, has one. Yeah, and and yeah, and he's got it tied behind his back. So, I mean, that, that's the problem. Is nobody else is talking about it except us, and and we need a bigger megaphone. We do. No, you're 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 right, man. I, I mean, it's all these things are all planned. So are the Mexicans at the border or whoever's down there. It's all planned to ruin this country. And if you don't think that Chinese money has something to do with this and World Economic Forum money has something to do with this, it's all tied together. Well, no, here's the, the thing, Hutch. You look at these people that are waiting at the border with shirts, T-shirts to say, Joe, let us in. <laughs> Where do you think they got them? Yeah. I mean, and they're, they're very clean and, and, and very nice. You know, you wouldn't think that they wore them, you know, walking, you know, on foot all the way across Mexico. But there you have it. Right. There's a, a second part of this clip. Let's listen to it. You're a veteran of the presidential campaign trail. What's your advice to Democrats who are facing the voters this year in the face of those high prices? Well, look, uh, the first is, is to recognize that this is a real challenge that we're all facing, that, that families are feeling that pain and that we're acting on it. But uh, uh, look, the, the bottom line is that there are two very clear and very different approaches here. Uh, there is our approach, which is to find solutions to invest in our supply chains like we're doing with the infrastructure money in, in uh, certainly in, in my department and in others uh, to do everything that we can to lower cost for American families like uh, the cost of insulin and prescription drugs and then there's the other path that uh, uh, congressional conservatives have put forward which doesn't really speak much to inflation uh, it's uh, uh, you know uh, uh, raising taxes on lower and middle class families uh, making a lot of political hay out of the child the very real challenges that families are feeling and going to war with Mickey Mouse uh, so there's a very clear <laughs> difference in strategies here uh, against some very challenging economic problems. And by the way, uh, you can also look at the track record of where we've gotten over the course of the last year. Of course, we have challenges right now, but look at the uh, where this administration began, where there was a very real risk of recession, if not depression, and an American rescue plan that has made enormous differences in communities across the country. Uh, pretty much any mayor I talk to talks about the uh, different investments that they're making in their community thanks, thanks to that. And along with that, extraordinary job growth, exceptionally low unemployment, where? increases in income for American <laughs> families. That didn't just happen on its own. Uh, this guy has no shame, is man. As low as it is right now would not have happened. I believe, if it were not for the actions that the president took and uh, the actions that, uh, uh, that that Congress did uh, move through and pass, like the rescue plan and what we're increasingly going to see the benefits of, this infrastructure law. You know, a lot of people okay. didn't think you could do anything on a bipartisan basis, but uh, this president did it, and there are a lot of people in Congress who were part of that who have a lot to be proud of. You are coming to us from South Bend. You're the former mayor uh, of that town. Let me ask you a version of the question I just asked Chris Christie on our roundtable. In the wake of this epidemic of deadly gun violence. If you were still mayor of South Bend right now, what would you be doing? 
Well, the, the worst part of the job of being mayor is talking to families of uh, people who have lost their loved ones and knowing that nothing you can do will bring those loved ones back. Uh, we have a horrific scourge of gun violence in this country. And, uh, you know, as, as mayor, as every mayor is doing around the country, you take the steps that you can to reduce community violence, to invest in partnerships, to make sure that, uh, uh, that you've taken the steps you can locally. But you're also looking at Washington to say, will anything be different this time? Will we actually acknowledge the reasons why we are the only country, the only developed country, where this happens on a routine basis? And the idea that us being the only developed country where this happens routinely, especially in terms of the mass shootings, is somehow a result of the design of the doorways on our school buildings. See, there you go. Is the definition of insanity, if not the definition of denial. No, you're the definition of insanity. Time this morning. And you know what I want to know, Ward? Did his, did his, did his little breast, breastfed baby come out as a trans yet? I'm sure that's on on the way. I mean, once he hits three years old and can make that decision, the determination on his own to become a you know trans testicle, that's what it's going to happen. He he's terrible, man. That guy is absolutely sick. I mean, to lie like that and Stephanopoulos. I mean, first of all, why is Chris Christie going on ABC? Well, we know why because he's the same as freaking Pat Toomey. I mean, absolutely. He's he's a complete wogo rhino. Yeah. Oh. Wogo's wasted good oxygen. <laughs> he's he's a Wogo I, rhino. He, he's completely useless. I mean, these people are serious. They they are going to inflict. Ladies and gentlemen, talk to your neighbors. Get yourself ready. A lot of us lived through the Carter years. We can do this. We're going to have to change oh, things a little bit. I mean, baloney. Go ahead. The, the fact that you just said that reminded me of something. Apparently. The Biden White House is losing their mind because he's being compared to Jimmy Carter. He's way and worse he, than Jimmy Carter. Oh, by far. Leaps and bonds worse than Jimmy Carter. Yeah. But he is under the impression that he is not. And <laughs> Joe's getting impression. bent. I heard that. Joe is completely bent that, that they're comparing him to Jimmy Carter. And they're saying he's Carter 2.0. Yeah. I mean, he's terrible, man. He's he's more Woodrow oh, Wilson. Terrible. You know, yeah. I mean, this guy. And... and and the pain's just begun, folks. I mean, it's going to be. I, I keep seeing these diesel prices go up, you know. And, and it's like, man, I, I'm watching this guy across the street from me getting a sewer line dug in, and I'm thinking, dude, that freaking shovel is running on diesel. It's been oh, running yeah. all day. That, I yep. mean, this is nuts. I, I saw gas five oh nine this morning. Not everywhere, I, but two I, gas I've stations. Seen- I'd seen somewhere that someplace in California it was eight bucks. <laughs> I mean, you know, there, there comes a point. And, and the thing is, these retards are going to go out and they'll vote Democrat again. If you go out and you vote Democrat after all this crap that's going on, if you vote for anybody that's a Democrat, you get what you deserve. Yeah. Any any pain that comes to you, you have it's self-inflicted. It's like and if you elect, in the foot. If you vote for a rhino, same thing. What's the difference, man? Absolutely. If the guy comes Absolutely. out against gun control, what else matters? If you're disarmed, you're disarmed. Yeah. You got no money. You can't drive your car. You're dead meat, folks. You're done. You're over. At that point, you're a slave. And not enough people are noticing this. I, I mean, when I think. Of anybody 
that lives in Pennsylvania or any other state that has a communist state government, after what we went through during this fake pandemic, what this government did to us in these states, and these people still have votes, it's unreal, man. It's like the people are on heroin, and half of them are. You know, you want to stop school shootings, ban guns from Democrats. They'll stop overnight. Well, no. I know. I, I know. The, I just thing, wanted to no. say that. I the, just wanted the, to the say thing that. that no, I mean, I got it right. It's real, real simple. Get rid of gun, gun-free zones. Yeah. yeah. Mass shootings didn't occur until gun-free zones, man. He when, says when it's you, not about the door. Yes, it is about the door. Absolutely. Just like it's about the wall. Just like well, it's no. about the good guy with a gun. No, it's the same as the woman who showed up at that school in Texas goes running, tries to run into the school. They tackle her, handcuff her, tell her she ain't going in, and they refuse to go in. She gets out of the handcuffs, goes back into the school, gets her kids, and leaves. And and they're trying to charge her with uh, what was it, with trespass. And she's and a I'm farm like, worker. She's a farm worker. She, they went out to interview her in a field. Where yeah. she was, whatever she was doing, planting something, I guess. Yeah, she went and got her kids, and and it's and it's ridiculous, and and like I said last week, man, getting vets to protect kids would be a no brainer, easy. E- that's easy peasy lemon squeezy, dude. Right. There's no problem doing that, it, and you could justify it. I mean, these apparently, I mean, Congress is willing to throw trillions of dollars to, to arm Ukrainians. Why can't we get a couple guys to get guns to protect the kids? And, and Pat Toomey has the has the cojones to talk about gun control after we just armed the Taliban. I mean, completely yeah. armed them with stuff they don't even know how to use. They do by now, I'm sure. I'm sure China I'm helped sure. them out and, yeah. and everything. You know, well, China, China, got, China got a copy of all the good stuff. <laughs> it's it's absolutely maddening, man. I, I just uh, the only thing that I mean, at least I don't live in Chicago. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. <laughs> The Chicago Report with Ward Miller. Yay! Six people were shot and killed in Chicago over the weekend that also saw 27 others wounded, including two young girls of three and six. Nearly all the shooting victims this weekend wounded were on the south and west sides. Three people shot in the north side and uh, in north center in Old Town, while one person was shot in the southwest side of Brighton Park. Uh, well, I mean, this is a perfect segue in, into what we were talking about, right? Yep. Because you got the Chicago, where guns are illegal, and we've been given this report since the beginning of the year, and no one has said a word about Chicago. Now, what happened nope. in Philadelphia Oh, this is a mass shooting that happened in Philadelphia. This is every week in Philadelphia in, in Chicago. And we do this on the show every week. And nobody addresses the fact that Chicago guns are illegal, and yet more people are shot there than anywhere else in the United States. And they're all black. 
and nobody cares. Yeah. You know, well, nobody, the, nobody cares. Not even the black mayor cares. I mean, no. nobody cares. It's, it's, it's shocking. It's completely it shocking. The fact that as many people are shot in Chicago on a weekly basis and the national media completely ignores it. I mean, it, it, it's, it's like the little kid who has his finger stuck in la, 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 I can't hear you. That's it. That is it. And I mean, there's a couple of things you could think of. I mean, are they getting big payoffs by the cartels? You know, I mean, Uh, something's causing them to, it doesn't fit the narrative. I know that. That's Uh, it. I mean, it doesn't fit their narrative. And, you know, because you got to, they, that's why it has to be Texas. Texas is bad because everybody in Texas has a gun. Well, it, everybody in Texas does have a gun, but if you let them go into the gun-free zone with their gun, yeah. this kind of crap doesn't happen. And, I mean, you got Pat Toomey. Everybody in Pennsylvania has a gun, too. They used to talk about our deer season, that it was the largest standing army in the world when deer season opened in Pennsylvania. Yeah. You know, and you've got Pat Toomey uh, out there, you know, commiserating with Democrat Senator Chris Murphy from Connecticut, you think these people would realize that you can't make deals with the devil, but they're too damn stupid to realize that. When's the last time Republicans ever got a decent deal with the communists? You know, with the, the Republican. Well, no, here's the problem. Here's the problem. That's the Republicans knuckle under. You get Chuck Schumer up there batting around like the penguin, getting everybody all wound up and the, and, and McConnell just cowers. McConnell's afraid of him. I think he is. Did you too. ever see McConnell stand up to him? Nope. Have, I mean, honestly, he'll call him a gentleman or something like that. But he never, you know, he never gets in. No, it. no, and, and he should. But yeah. anytime Schumer barks, M- McConnell just goes to his, you know, fetal position and, and sucks his thumb or whatever. And it's like he okay. sent John Cornyn out and said, "John Cornyn, go go figure something out with him." You exactly, know? and and it's. I mean, let me tell you what what, what they're talking about. Uh, The most likely framework that the Senate group is putting together for new gun control legislation uh, appears to surround a possible raising of the age to purchase a semi-automatic rifle definition to be determined from 18 to 21. Okay, well, if you do that, how about this? Pat Toomey, if they're not old enough to buy a rifle, they're damn sure not old enough to vote either. So if you want to do something, put that in there too. Well, no, no, no. Let's back up a second. All right. If you're 18 years old and you're not smart enough to handle a weapon, why are you smart enough to get your junk cut off? <laughs> why do you have that 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 decision making ability when you're eight to go? You know what? I think I'm going to be a woman, uh, and they're cool with that. But yet you're not intelligent enough to handle a weapon until you're 21. One that I learned get how to fire when I was eight. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the really bad thing, they're looking to pass new federal red flag laws and or financing to state governments to construct red flag laws. Also, increased federal funding for mental health screenings and facilities because they work so well. We've seen that. And new federal background check requirements for gun purchases. This is a Republican, man. Well, you know, And there's more than one of them. They say that half of these guys might vote for this. Well, here's the thing. Anybody that votes for this is never going to win again. I don't know. I mean, I would, I I would like to think that. I I don't think, no, 
you're a Republican and you vote against the NRA, you're not going to win. I hope not. And if you're, I think if you're, there's if a reason Pat Toomey's retiring. He's been doing this since the first day he came in the Senate. Exactly. I mean, but he sees the writing on the wall. He ain't gonna. He ain't gonna be able to make no no decisions because when this red tsunami hits, and it will, and it will be devastating to to Democrats. And that, I mean, let's face it. That's what what Toomey is. He's yeah. a Democrat with an R and a hedge fund manager. That's He's it. Mitt Romney, exactly. just not as just not as successful. He's a client. He is a client. But 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 that's the point. If, if you're gonna say okay. You can't, and I agree with you a million percent, Hutch. If you're at 18 and you're not smart enough to handle a weapon, you're not smart enough to vote. No. So I want all the 18 to 21 year olds taken from the from the voting rolls. Take them right off. They right? should be. They should be on there anyway. You talk to these kids. I mean, oh God, no! It, it, it's whoever was on TV last. That's who they're voting for. And oh, and did you see uh, what's his name conceded to Oz? I did. Uh, what? Do, what do you? Yeah, uh, McCormick. Yeah, he took a payoff, dude. I will <laughs> guarantee you that. He took a payoff. Exactly. He might so it's the same thing as Bernie Sanders did. He took a payoff just so that there wasn't the, the whole infighting thing. I, I will guarantee that because he was too he was digging his heels in. We're gonna look in this country we're gonna you know look at this county, look at this county. We're gonna you know pay, and they're paying money for recons and all what, of a sudden I can see. What, what did him think in, happened? I think what happened with him is that Supreme Court decision took him out when they said you can't count the votes that don't have dates on. That's where he was going to win. You know, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know if either one of them has a chance. I mean, if the Democrats go in total disarray, they just found out Fetterman has a pre-existing heart condition. And they're talking about, I don't know what's happened in the last couple days because I don't follow this that much. But the last time I looked, the Democrats were trying to come up with ways to replace him. I mean, not that they yeah. didn't have a name or anything, but they were looking at the legality of it. And I think what I saw was they have until August to do that. So, well, I and I said that the day that they, you, you know, did. before the vote, I said they're going to vote for this guy and he's going to win. And he just had a stroke. How stupid can you be? But now he has well, a heart my, condition, my, a heart condition well, and a stroke. They, well, the heart condition is what caused the stroke. Probably. He has AFib, and they had to put a, a pacemaker in. And the thing is, he went in on Friday, doesn't tell the public till Sunday, and then Tuesday is the election. And all these morons broke their neck to go vote for this retail. Every county he got. Democrats. Every county Democrats. Oh, yeah. They all voted for him. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what's going to happen there. I... I it, it shook me up a little bit that that many people would vote for a communist. It just did. I, I, I don't know. But I don't know about Mastriano either. I mean, Josh Shapiro might win. I mean, this guy is the guy that stole the election. He's the guy that authorized the theft of Pennsylvania's votes. And they're going to vote him in as their, as their governor and get locked down again. You know, it's, it's unbelievable to me the stupidity of people sometimes. I mean, it's... It's like they want to be slaves. Well, now here's here's the other side of that coin, Hutch. Um, now you seen the movie Two Thousand Mules? I did. All right, let's let's apply that on a smaller scale. Now, if you think about it, look, look at, for example, let's look at uh, Georgia. All right, Purdue lost, uh, so. Um, 
what's his name wins warnock you don't think no 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 not warnock for governor um uh what's his name kemp 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 won and kemp's going to be going against stacy abrams you don't think that kemp was the guy abrams wanted to go against sure i mean but then i think back of listening to stacy and I yeah. didn't live. I didn't live in Georgia, but I remember in the middle of coronavirus talking to Stacy, who got uh, had some very bad personal experiences with the pandemic. But her governor kept the state open. I remember no, it, she was talking to me from a swimming pool when we yeah. were locked down, and she said that's well, the reason he won. That could very well be. But the problem is when he goes against her, there was rumors that the the was misappropriation of COVID funds. Um, and he's gonna get blindsided with this crap day one. As soon as as soon as they start their, you know, the the polling for it or whatever. Stacy told us Stacy told us that too. He's gonna get sucker punched with it. And that's what they're going to use. And I don't know. Maybe Mastriano was the same way. Maybe well, Mastriano was who who Shapiro wanted to win so that he could, you know, because he's going to have things to punch on him with. You know, I, this GOP. Just a thought. I, no, you're right, man. And, and really, man, Mastriano said some crazy stuff. I like him. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I want him to win. I don't want Shapiro to win. He's a criminal. But I do worry about it. I mean, we say red wave. I don't think that's happening here. We'll see. Well, I hope it does. In Pennsylvania, it's hard because there's too many uh, old school Democrats that believe. You know, and you like you said before, Pittsburgh is an old city. Yeah. And the, the old folks that are here are all still Democrats. And they all still believe that the big D machine is cool. But so, we've had a Republican governor, every other governor, up until this last run. You know, yeah. the, la- the last guy didn't make two terms. Every other Republican governor made two terms. They were rhinos, but at least they weren't locking people down. You know, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. But, you know, when you have things like this, when you have these, they're, they're nothing more than, than street-walking whores. 250 Republican donors ran an ad in the Dallas Morning News yesterday stating their support for Senator John Cornyn's gun control efforts. Breitbart News reported on May 27th that Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell tapped Senator Cornyn to work with Democrats to achieve bipartisan gun control. So let me just tell you what that means. Everybody, every Republican senator that votes for anything on gun control. There can be no compromise on this, folks. This is and not only that, but this is not a time to compromise with Satan. It's not. Screw the Democrats. Let them self-destruct. Why are we helping them? Why in the God's name are we helping them at the well, top levels of the Senate? The thing is, any law that, that gets passed is going to be challenged immediately. And I can't under, I couldn't imagine, and I'm going to say this, believing in the Constitution that there's no way that any kind of gun control like this can can get past this, 
the Supreme Court. I can't believe that. Because shall not be infringed is pretty specific. So, but we got that, a, we, we got a tranny cheerleader on the Carolina Panthers, man. I mean, this country is going crazy. Well, it's yeah. going nuts, man. I mean, I I would love I, you know, ten years ago I'd agree with you a hundred percent. Now we got Katanji Brown Jackson Lee, whatever her damn name is, on the Supreme Court that's applauding gun control in Australia. You know, it, it's it's unbelievable the change. The radical leftist change that's occurring right in front of us, and we've got Lindsey Graham protecting us and Pat Toomey uh, and John Cornyn and Mitch McConnell, and the list goes on and on and on. You can't compromise with these people, folks. They're going to screw you. And every one of them has armed guards. And Well, it's very similar to what we were talking about before. The Democrats are, I mean, it's the same as with the, you know, the trannies and, you know, whatnot. They yell the loudest, and the Republicans just don't want conflict, and that's exactly what it is. Now you got a couple like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, gets that are willing to get up in somebody's face and, and fight back, but for the most part, you got Lindsey Graham who you know rolls into a ball and did a fetal position, and well, him and Mitch get together and it's a whole thing, and you know, and that's it, it's just. Angering is, is the only word that could come to mind. It angers me. Me too. And, and, and it frustrates you too. I mean, you, yeah. know, you look at some of this stuff and it's uh, it's frustrating. Uh, speaking of Matt Gates, he, he, he warned the Senate. Let the message from this committee hearing to Republican senators be astonishingly clear. If you back red flag laws at some reflexive response to some emotion that you have. You betray your voters. You are a traitor to the Constitution, the Second Amendment, the Fifth Amendment. You do nothing to make mass shootings less likely. And you put a target on the back of your constituents to be subject to bizarre proceedings that you wouldn't see in any other type of circumstance that has a profound impact on your rights and these will be abused they are being abused i think there's some that would probably red flag some of your colleagues in the senate how long until the conversations about kicking senator holly off of aircraft turn into conversations about taking his guns away see this isn't just about guns it's about power and what the democrats want is to ensure that the government has the power to take your guns away without giving you due process. And shame on any Republican in the Senate that would pave the way to that type of deprivation of our liberty and our constitutional rights. I yield back to the gentleman from Arizona. Here, here, man. I mean, damn. I wish more people would talk like that. Yeah, and like I said, Gates is, is great like that. Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, uh, Lorraine, Josh, Lorraine, Josh Bo- Bobbert. Yeah, she's good too. Uh, Bobbert is pretty good. Yeah, so, I mean, we got some fighters, uh, but Ele- what we 11 need to do. Them. 11 out of 50. What we need to do is, is replace the rest of them. I agree. When, Ladies and gentlemen, when, you're when, listening when, to Cold War Radio with Hutch Bailey Jr. and Ward Miller, Dr. Ward Miller. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. One American News Network, your leading source for the latest breaking national and international news. 
with nearly four times as many headlines as the other networks. Straight news, no speculation, no opinion, just the facts. Complete coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. One America News Network, your source for credible news. Representative Republic, not a democracy. Cold War Radio celebrates and defends this Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. I'm Hutch Bailey Jr., your host. Ward, Sal, and Jack are my wingmen, and your live calls let it all make sense. Join us, Cold War Radio, live on Spreaker and forever on all podcast platforms. The very First Amendment in the Constitution of the United States of America gives us the freedom to express our opinions and ideas in many ways. Speech can be weak. Speech can be strong. Speech can be words. Speech can be song. Speech can breed love. Speech can breed hate. Speech can be poor. Speech can be great. There are so many things that speech can be. But above all else, speech must be free. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, McCormick Foundation, and this station. Who is more empathetic uh, than Joe Biden? Who has a bigger vision, more knowledge, more strategic thinking about all this? We were trying to get uh, all into our hideout here. Hey, I got something for you, Governor. This is the lyrics to this song. Oh, good. And that's why I signed it to you. And this is how they chart out everything to, to really actually go through it and play it. Oh, good. So that's that's very exciting. Cool. Uh, it's a little different than what you heard on, okay. the, on the iPhone. So, good. Now, I was asking them, do you like listening to it loud? Hey, yeah, however you want. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just push play? I believe so, sir. Okay. All right. Here we go. You want to hear it? Yeah. It's a little different.
down We still have a freedom We can still see our friends and family Our kids are in school And we can go to church on Sunday And it's all because The Santa's knows how to leave You are listening to Cold War Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. You're listening to Cold War Radio with Dr. Ward Miller and your host, Hutch Bailey Jr. Getting ready to get back into it. Open the phones up in a little bit because that's what we do here. Still thinking about Wednesday. Not not sure exactly where we're going here. I got a couple ideas. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what's going on. Probably won't be this Wednesday. But you never know what's going to happen. You never know. Uh, a lot of stuff going on, Ward. Um, Elon Musk uh, has made a, a hell of a point. I mean, he's threatened to walk away from Twitter, from the deal, if the social media company doesn't provide transparency on the bots and spam accounts. Apparently, many more of them were fake than were originally thought. I thought about that. I thought that for a long time myself anyway. Yeah, well, the thing was that they told Elon that there was like 5% or something, and now they're saying it's over 20%. And because he called it out as part of the sale, the Texas AG now is suing Twitter for the bots and, and whatnot. As well so, they should. I mean, they've got Exactly, them, absolutely, you know? because they, I mean, they, they could have, I mean, that contributed to screwing with the election as well. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I hope that, that they get sued. And, and you know, I, 
I, I hope Elon ends up being okay out of it because the fact that he's calling all this stuff out. Man, he's talking big, about Epstein, man. I mean. Yeah, he, he's putting a big-ass target on his He is. Back. He definitely is. And he's lost a ton of money uh, at Tesla. Um, not some of it, which was uh, Bill Gates, you know, selling short or whatever that, whatever that terminology is. Uh, congratulations uh, go out uh, to one of our listeners, uh, Mrs. C., Ken says that she's about ready to be a PhD. So, Ward, why don't you congratulate her? I think that would be in order, Doctor. Outstanding. Uh, somebody actually earned a PhD, which is phenomenal. Uh, congratulations. Uh, what's the PhD in, Ken? And we'll get back to that. It takes a little and, bit and we'll of time. Get back to, yeah, he's going to have to type, you know, because I'm sure it's something, you know. <laughs> and I'm fantastic. sure it has to do with cyber, man. I'm, and that's what she does. Yeah, so. I, I, unlike me, who, who's doctorates in philosophy, but whatever. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want to go. I, I heard some other things. Uh, Ken was talking about uh, running a generator all weekend. I, I want to get into this uh, because uh, this is a disaster that's getting ready to happen. The Biden administration has quietly raised the amount of ethanol required in gasoline from 10% to 15%. You'll see it on the pumps as E15, I think is what they call it. Uh, But there's predictable problems that are going to happen very quickly. Uh, Last Friday, the Biden administration raised the mandatory amount of biofuel, specifically ethanol, that must be blended with the U.S. gasoline supply. The previous amount of 10% was raised to 15% by the EPA. This is likely to lead to two sets of bigger issues, less food and higher gas prices. The first issue... The Renewable Fuel Standard, the RFS, is a government mandate passed in 2005, expanded in 2007, that requires growing volumes of biofuels to be blended into U.S. transportation fuels like gasoline and diesel every year. I didn't know this, Ward, but approximately 40% of corn grown in the United States you can't drive anywhere in the United States without seeing cornfields is used for ethanol. 40%. And that's at the current level. The the thing is, it takes a gallon of gas to make a gallon of ethanol. So it's it's completely useless. So they can increase the amount. Okay, so it's 15%. There's more corn in there, but it's still going to take them a gallon of gas to make it. Raising the amount of ethanol required in gasoline will result in the need for more biofuel corn. With farming costs and outputs already under pressure, this could be problematic. Second issue, the EPA enforces the biofuel standard by requiring refiners to submit purchase credits, known as Renewable Identification Numbers, or RENs, to the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, proving the purchases. This enforcement requires sets. This requirement sets up a system where the REN credits are bought and sold by small refineries who do not have the infrastructure to do the blending process. The purchase of the secondhand REN credits from the parties that blended the imported biofuels directly this sets up a secondary income stream, a trading market for larger oil companies, refineries, and importers. The REN credit trading platform is similar to what we might expect to see if the carbon trading scheme 
was ever put into place. However, now that the biofuel requirements for this blended gasoline have gone from 10 to 15%, the price of the RIN credits will likely jump. This will cost refineries billions in extra in additional expenses, which will mean the cost of gasoline from the other refineries will increase, which means the cost of gasoline in the pump will go higher. A mission, comp- mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. The EPA theory is that the RIN credits should be expensive, thereby forcing all oil refineries to invest in infrastructure that makes blended fuel. All of the infrastructure for the refineries to the gas station would need to be modified to facilitate the new 15% RFS standard. Again, higher prices at the pump as a result of oil companies and refineries needing to spend billions on upgrades. Which brings us to issue number three. Third issue, ethanol is a valuable source of octane in finished gasoline, but it's chemically different than petroleum gasoline and cannot be used in concentrations above 10% in small engines, like outboard boat motors, motorcycles, lawnmowers, generators, or chainsaws, or any cars made before 2001. Complicating matters further, most cars on the road today aren't warranted to run on gasoline with more than 10% ethanol. Retail stations have also found compatible infrastructure in order, excuse me, Retail stations also must have compatible infrastructure in order to sell gasoline with higher ethanol blends. This issue is known within the industry as the blend wall. Ladies and gentlemen, I screwed Ward and forgot to put my name in there for my board. I didn't mean to make you read that much, man. No worries. I, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to go on. because There's even a see- space there that, that I was supposed to put my name, and I just forgot. The net result of Joe Biden's, first of all, Ladies and gentlemen, don't put any of this garbage in your boat unless you got a good marine radio. Don't do it because you're going to get stranded. This stuff is garbage. This is bad. Yeah. This is going to be like when they when they introduced when they outlawed leaded gas. That's what this is going to be like. Yep. The engines weren't gonna, ready for it. They had going to have to. Have, there'll be can, special pumps with yep. special and yep, and, so. and they had special gas. I remember golf. Remember no knocks. They had yep. golf no-knocks gas because the unleaded gas, your engine sounded like it was going to blow up. You know, you had people when they still sold, they still sold leaded gas, but they only manufactured unleaded engines. So they had this little restriction. If you look at the gas pump now, it's about three quarters of an inch a hose that goes into your tank. And that's all the bigger the hole is in your fuel tank where you, where you put the fuel in. Well, it used to be an inch, the, the, the leaded. And people yeah. took chisels, and they blew out that thing in there where you fill the car up so they could put leaded in because you couldn't well, run. on. on. I, I had a 74 Ford LTD. Nice car, that, 500 or a 400 engine, right? Yeah, it had a 440, and it was nice. But it took regular gas, and when – all you could buy was unleaded. I had to buy this additive yeah, to put in to, to put in with the gas. It basically leaded up the unleaded gas. Right. But it you you put in like a, a, a pint of this stuff for every tank full or whatever. But you know, I I definitely remember that. And, and it's going to be the same crap where you're going to have one pump for the the ten percent or less, and then the other pumps for the fifteen. 
and it'll get to the point where that the, the, the tent's completely gone. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and generators, chainsaws, lawnmowers, forget about it, man. Forget about it. It tears that stuff up. The net result of Joe Biden's EPA raising the mandatory amount of biofuel that must be present in the U.S. gas supply is this. One, less food as more corn is needed for ethanol. How arrogant, I've said this before, is it for us in the United States to burn food? That's what we're doing. Two, higher prices for finished and blended gasoline. And three, vehicle engines breaking down at a much higher rate. The predictable Biden outcome is the absolute worst scenario for the middle class. Uh, Out of Washington, the American Fuel and Petrochemical Manufacturers Group, which represents refineries, called the 2022 figure bewildering and contrary to the administration's claim to be doing everything in their power to provide relief to consumers. The group said unachievable mandates will increase fuel production costs and keep consumer prices high. And again, this is all planned. This is on purpose. The government is doing this to destroy the middle class. And that is abhorrent. But that's where we are, folks. I mean, that's where we are. Let's go to Ken and King George. Haven't heard from you for a while. What's going on, Ken? Well, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I was in an area of Virginia called Syria, and there's no GPS, there's no cell service, there's no <laughs> Wi-Fi, there's no shit. You're kind out, of like Syria. <laughs> so somebody blanked we out both Syria. You know, there was a dude in the Pentagon going, okay, well, which Syria is nobody supposed to be talking in? I'm not sure. Well, I'll get them both. <laughs> so that's why you have no GPS but, uh, there. They, they just blank that out. Now, this place is called Graves Mountain. And they do a, a bluegrass festival up there every year. And, uh, I mean, the place is just absolutely gorgeous. You're at the base of the Blue Ridge Mountains. You know, I mean, it's... And, yeah, it was... You know what? I didn't even... The only thing I used my phone for for three days was the link up to the Bluetooth speaker so I could play music off my phone. That's beautiful. Well, we were, uh, my, I mean, it was my hot tub. My hot tub has that. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, that's that's so, beautiful, man. Where you're not concerned with you know checking email or texts oh. or none of that stuff. It's just that's your <laughs> no, jukebox, because, and the jukebox just sits there and runs, and you have a good time. Okay, the two guys that I normally text with, anyways or had been for the last couple of weeks. Uh, well, we I met this one dude at a bluegrass festival two years ago, gave him my number, and then one guy that I worked, worked with at Raytheon like 20 years ago, he just bought an RV like two years ago. So I took him to this thing. I met, I introduced him to this retired Air Force officer who's got, yeah, he's got the big Class A, you know, bus thing. Yeah, freaking hundred gallon tank for diesel. Ooh. I was like, man, how the, Damn. I don't even want to know what the bill. Seven hundred dollars, man. It, and then he, then he, on top of that, he drugged the gladiator behind that. <laughs> so, so yeah, we we dubbed his trailer the the wardrobe. <laughs> there you go, man. So, so Al, this guy, you know, buddy Al, he uh. He's kind of an antagonizer a little bit. <laughs> um, he uh, decided on Friday night they were going to go. So during the day, they had more bluegrass bands. And then in the evening, they got into this, like, Celtic music and Irish Americana type 
that Americana type stuff, folk music. So the crowd changed quite a bit after the sun went down. Because all the bluegrassers went over to the camping side of the place, and they were either jamming around somebody's trailer or, you know, they had another tent set up. Well, Al and his wife and my buddy's wife decided to go over and check out one of the bands. So Al is wearing this impeach Biden t-shirt. Uh-oh. Well, one of the bands was complaining about gas prices and how much it cost them to get there, and all. And they got the Ukrainian flag on the stage, and yeah. Yeah. Well, of course they do. So, um, like I said, completely different crowd once the sun went down. That was at the main stage. All the, all the cool kids were on the other, you know, in the campground. <laughs> but apparently. When they started complaining about gas prices, somebody in the crowd started a Let's Go Brandon chant. Well, some woman that was a couple seats down from my buddy Al sees his shirt and she just loses her shit. <laughs> that would and be she's like, You need to take what, this was, un-American t-shirt off and blah, was, blah, blah, blah. was her name Karen? Karen, yeah. Well. <laughs> So, she had the Karen haircut and the whole nine yards. She was like, you know, according to Al, I wasn't there because I was cooking dinner. And then I went to bed because I was tired because I was out to eat all day. <laughs> but I didn't find out about this until Saturday morning when Al came out to join us for breakfast. And he was wearing a, you know, Reagan for President t-shirt because he actually worked on the campaign when he was in high or when uh, just started college. But, uh, but anyways, like, this woman's all up in my face, but they said, you know, you know, I just said, talk to the head, you classless bitch, and I sat back down. <laughs> well, I guess the guy next to him was like, yeah, somebody shut that fucking parent. <laughs> <laughs> well, he thought Al said that. Got up in his face again, and they escorted her out of the place. <laughs> Good. Good. I mean, you know, you know what, Biden? I, I said this on the show this morning, and I stunned my co-host because I say stuff that stuns him. That's what I do. Um, but I said, you know what Welcome the Bidens are? <laughs> the Bidens, you know what the Bidens are? White trash. That's what they are. And oh, my co-host, absolutely. my co-host was like, so were the Clintons. And I'm like, you're damn absolutely. right, they were too. These are freaking scumbag right. people, man. They weren't anything before they got to Washington. No, and they're like rats, man. They crawl all over each other. And, and look at Hunter. Exactly. Christ, it, that was my point. His, bro- Hunter. His, his brother's not even cold, and he's banging his wife. I mean, how? It's unreal. Jesus. His own sister-in-law. Yeah. It's sick. Yeah. And it, then he has pictures. And his, of his, ne- his niece. Yeah, his niece. You know, and, and, and Biden himself with his daughters. I mean, they, they, this is a sick, white, trash, piece of shit family. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, it, is the, it was it in is. her. It was in her her diary that, that Joe took showers with her up until she was like 16. It's disgusting. Yeah, you know so we got we got so a problem. Go, go ahead, sorry, Ken. Go ahead. So, so in true Al fashion, we get up. So my buddy, well, my buddy Bob, he he got pretty trash. They were they were doing shots of apple apple brandy or something like that. 
Bob, Bob I, lo- I love camping. Like, I love camping, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Bob was out of it by like 4.30 to the point where his wife locked him in the trailer. I was like, uh, <laughs> what am I supposed to do if something happens to Bob? <laughs> <laughs> we can't let him loose. I'm, yeah, I'm too old for that Bob, shit. Well, Bob hears about this. He goes, he goes, it's a good damn thing I wasn't there. He goes, because I would have punched her right in the mouth. I was like, oh, I've been going to jail, you know. But, uh, so. We all Bob's know, we all wanted, know Bob. One of the things is, well, his wife wanted to see this band that was at Mr. B's, right? The same place that I introduced Bob and Al, right? And she, she comes out, she's got the t-shirt from the band and everything. She's like, yeah, we got like 15 minutes to go, boom, with it. You know, I'm like, well, we're going to wait for Alvin to come out. You know, well, he changed shirts like 15 times that weekend, right? So he comes strolling out of this, uh, you know, bus type RV. Got this boonie hat on, it's got the USC logo on it. <laughs> Big stogie in his mouth, sunglasses, bottle of, or uh, glass of bourbon in the other hand. He's wearing this bright red Let's Go Brandon shirt in the letter for <laughs> You Can't Miss It. And he goes, He's searching for it. <laughs> I'm like, Let's go find her. You're just trying to, just trying to anti- he goes, I hope I run into that bitch. <laughs> well, well, you know what, Ken? You know what, Ken? In all seriousness, we need to do more of this, much more of this. We really do. Well, We're getting our asses handed to us, man. We got to do well, this more. Well, I mean, and that goes back to what I just said before. I mean, it, it, it's a matter of the problem is Republicans don't like con- the confrontation. It's it's easier for us to go, okay, whatever, man, and just back off and go, no, you know what? You, you're being a complete tyrant. And if you raise your voice to get to me again, I'm going to headbutt you and break your nose. Have a nice day. Right. Well, like I said, you know, Al was completely calm about the whole situation. She was going, going freaking crazy, right? Well, we ended up going back over there after this band ended up playing. We watched the second band, and the only two seats left in the front, because they kind of kept the front area open, The all the seats there were kind of controlled by the the venue because a lot of people that come to these things they'll set their little foldable chair up and then they won't show up the whole weekend you know so if you're a band and you're playing the three three rows of empty chair you know a lot of these bands like to interact with the crowd and stuff too you know sure uh so at this venue you know the venue provided just a First come, first serve seating like for the first six or eight rows or something like that. Well, we walked back over because I was checking on this uh, Boston butt that I was doing. And so Al and I were standing under the tree. He's smoking a cigar. And we spot two empty seats. And they're right next to this chick. He goes, we ain't going over there. Well, the look that this woman gave Al, <laughs> I mean, she could have cut right through him. <laughs> you know what he did? Went and sat down next kid. to her. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Good. Good. Screw her, man. You know what? Does she support this shit? I mean, didn't she buy gas? 
Well, I, apparently, I don't know. That, I mean, that's the part that gets me. Do, you know, they do they support this? You know, what what kind of camper did she have? Well, I don't well, think she was there camping. I I, I don't. You okay, know, Barb gotcha. was. Well, the the thing that's funny though that I've noticed is like on Twitter, there's actually people that defend this retard. Oh yeah, you know I know, and, and they're like, oh he's he's doing a great job. I'm like, where do you live? I mean, do you not buy? Ga- I mean, that that's the thing. I it's mean, like Buddy Judge, you heard you heard Buddy Judge, man. It's like oh, we've that, had it's a, not we're, we're not going to have a booming economy like we had in this last year. I missed that. Did you did you catch that? I lost. Tens of thousands of dollars in the, you know, it's nuts. Yeah, I don't recall anything booming except the the bottom falling out of my four hundred one k. Exactly. That that was the only boom I heard. But well, yeah, like I said, you know, I mean, I was yelling it out, telling telling him he's not un American and all this stuff. She didn't like the shirt he was wearing. I was like, you realize this guy's a retired 30-year Air Force officer, veteran, you know, and he now works in the Pentagon and all so he's still, you know, he's contributed more to this country than this bitch ever will, you know. Right. And, and yeah, screw these people. I agree. Yeah. I, I agree, too. And, and when I say screw these people, let me be perfectly clear that I mean you, General Milley, you, General Mattis, you, H.R. McMaster, you, Austin, all you, too. Because I spent 30 years as an officer in the Army, too. 35 years. And, and, and I'm telling you, you people made me question whether or not that was the right thing to do. And, and screw you for doing that, for making me question it. Because this was the best years of my life. And now you people are betraying that all. Every one of us that served, you're betraying us all. Yep. I'm yep. not letting go oh, of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not letting go of that until they're in Leavenworth. Oh yeah, better. exactly. Or better. Or better. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> behind <laughs> behind I Leavenworth. If, I I'm thinking. Well, I don't up. know. If, well, I don't know if Al listens to your show or not. He should. He probably. Well, he should. But so so Bob's wife. Doesn't really. They don't get into the politics, all this stuff, you know, with the Ukraine, and, you know. So, Al, I, I swear, I was like, am I, am I catching like a recap of the Cold War Radio on Saturday morning while I eat breakfast? You know, <laughs> because <Nice>. he, <laughs> you know, he explained this whole situation with Russia and Ukraine the same exact way that you've been explaining it for the past. We you got know. it. We got it right, brother. It's out there. We got it right. You know, we, we usually get it right, except for when we call for people to go to jail. Yeah, yeah. That, no, that, that's right. usually that's your that's usually when it just falls all over the place. I mean, we we got the whole we got the whole thing figured out, and then it just yeah. falls apart when, when we expect somebody to go to jail. You know what? You know what people want to know? They want to know when someone's going to jail. I, I tell people that's the question. I, more often than not, when I'm walking through an airport or something, yeah. people walk up to me. When is somebody going for uh, going to jail for the wrongdoing that took place in the Trump Russia investigation or even the Clinton investigation? Oh, never mind. Never, never mind, man. Don't, oh, don't worry yeah. about that. Yeah, and I, I I bring that up at work every so often. You know, I'm like, what are you so bitching me to be buried under a jail? You're right. You're or right. Swinging from a tree, one or two. And, and I'll tell you, they don't be like, you made well, me. You can't just say that. And I'm like. The hell I can't. Well, I'll tell you something. You know? You know, I'll tell you something, Ken, and, and, and this is to everybody listening. 
when you run into people that say that they don't, they're not involved in politics, they don't want to talk about politics, change it up on them a little bit. Because this is not about politics. This is about survival. This is about survival of liberty. Because the things I'm thinking, I don't say everything I'm thinking. And sooner or later, they're going to start snatching people like me off the the street. And it might not be me. It won't be me first. But they're going to start doing it. They already did start doing it. Now, the six of us that we're all camping together, you know, we we all have the same thoughts about a lot of stuff, you know. And, you know, like even though the the things that, you know, no fire, yeah, shit, no fire on my ass, you know. I don't think we had to worry about anybody breaking in anything. (laughs) You know. I'm tr- I'm trying to figure out what's going to be the effect of this Title 42 being lifted. That terrifies me, man. That, that's something that I'm already seeing it. If you look at the statistics, decade, decade by decade, of the increase in people that were not born here that now live here, it's exponentially nuts. It's like if you go from the 70s to the 80s, it's like 10 times. From the 80s to the 90s, 20 times. From the 90s to the... I mean, they're killing us on purpose, man. Both parties. Both parties in an attempt to destroy the American middle class. They want us all on Walton's Mountain, man. That's where they want us. Well, it's all about, you know, hey, man, let me, you know, I'll vote for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they suckers recognized doing that shit, you know. Yes, they did. Ten million we got there, I think it was. But anyway, Ken, wrap it up. I got another caller. Uh, I, I appreciated uh, your stories, though. I really did. I, I didn't hear from you for a while. Thanks for calling. So, so we stopped for gas because, you know, well, my, my, my son-in-law... We got a call Wednesday night before we get ready to leave that he had a kidney stone. So she wanted to have the Jeep up there just in case. Had to watch the granddaughter or go pick her up with it, you know. Even though she didn't realize it, well, I didn't know at the time either that we were in like, you know, cell phone dead. <laughs> uh, so, of course, I hop in the Jeep, which my wife normally drives. And what happens when that happens? There's no gas in it. Ain't got no gas in it, right? So I needed to stop. That sounds familiar. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, I got this empty can for the generator. I didn't know what the fuel economy was going to be like on the generator. But I was like, I know I'm going to use at least five gallons over three days. So let me go with this ethanol blend stuff. It's oh. And tank. Well, it, you know, the... Whatever the hell the, yeah, was the, the was the generate was the generator loping? Mm-hmm. Why well, I, I do have the now this sheet they just renovated it a couple years ago. They've got like seventeen different pumps up there, different color channels and shit. You can get diesel, uh, non ethanol gas. Which is more expensive than that's what I get. Got ethanol. They sell flex fuel and all that other stuff, you know. So, so I got the regular. What the hell is the 
83 octane crab, and I was like, right, it'll burn that. I'll go through that tank, and then I'll fill it up with this non or the non-ethanol crap later on, you know. <laughs> but uh, it didn't do bad. I mean, I can run the coffee pot or the Keurig air conditioner and microwave all at the same time. I mean, not have a problem. <laughs> so the only problem is it's loud. So the Air Force guys with you, well, man, that thing sounds like F-22. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, yeah. $86 to fill up a five-gallon can and top off the Jeep before we even left. We were on the way back. She's like, hey, uh, F-350's got quarter of a tank. We're in Fredericksburg. I'm like, we got half an hour to get. She goes, I'm going to stop it. I was like, not today. Not on Sunday. Not with that trailer behind it. I said, I'll drop the trailer and go get diesel later, but... Yeah, I'm not looking forward to the bill to fill that thing back up. But this below a quarter tank now. I hear you. I'm scared so, to let yeah. mine down that low. I mean, I got a 36 gallon tank on my truck. You know, it's it's uh, well, it's, it's brutal. It won't let you. It won't let you fill it in one transaction with a card. Well, I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta get gas twice. Well, and I'm like, wait, I remember when this happened before. Obama was in office and Joe Biden was the vice president. Then it cost me over $100 until it said 350 That's easy. That might trigger some shit in some people, you know? It's like, but people were stupid. They're like, oh, okay, well, this is how much shit costs now. You know? All right, Ken, I got to so, let you go, man. I got to let you go. Thanks for calling, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Congratulations uh, to your wife, by the way. Oh, that. Yeah, she's still got about another two years. She'll do but it, though. She's She'll working it. on it. Right, still cool. working on it. All right, yeah. thanks, thanks, Ken. Just Appreciate it. Just engineering. Okay, cool. Good deal. All right, let's go to Marlene in Oregon. Hello, Marlene. Thanks for waiting. No problem, much. Hello. Hello, Ward. How you doing? Oh, not bad. I was just looking. In fact, I think I put the link in there, Rob. I guess Biden decided he wants to use the uh, Defense Production Act uh, to supposedly get us into this new Green New Deal a little bit faster, which you I know, think is a bunch of bull because... At least he's on a military footing, you know? I mean, gas prices are soaring to record new highs on a daily basis, right, every day. I mean, these things, these things are going every day exponentially higher, and Joe Biden has enacted... The Defense Production Act. So he's on our side. Oh, wait a minute. He's doing it to produce more solar panels. Not yes. not, not oil. No. That's genius, isn't it? Yeah, it's just genius. Oh, yeah. Like, all he cares about is himself and his family and whatever, and he doesn't give a damn about the rest of us. No, he doesn't. He, he does. And, you know, one of the things that they're doing you're really starting to notice the difference between the elite ruling class and the rest of us. And this is yeah. another thing. This is, I mean, this is straight out of communism. One Oh one, man, this is what yeah. they do. It's what they've been doing since the beginning of governments. You know, right. the, the, the Rush Limbaugh used to say something that was so prophetic. He used to say that the status quo, that the default position of governments on planet Earth are gulags and slavery. 
And that's so right until America. And now we're degrading. Mm-hmm. I want you to listen to senior Biden advisor Gene Sperling. I should say senior Obama advisor Gene Sperling. He's on with CNN's potato, Brian Stelter. And, and Stelter actually makes a good point. But listen to the way this guy answers it. Um, it's part of the problem with the coverage of the economy, that people like White House aides and, yes, TV anchors don't feel the pinch as much as the average American. And let me put that a personal way, Gene. Do you feel the pinch? Do you feel the pain? You know, I, I feel the I feel the pain for for so many families in our okay. lives. I think but for I'm, you, do you feel? You know, I, I mean, seventy two dollars for gas this morning. Do you feel it? Do you pay it? Look, I you know we see it. We see you know gallon ga, ga, gallon of milk go to to five dollars. Everybody understands that that is a hit. I think I'm not going to try to say that I you know, feel that pain personally as much as so many families who make 50 or 60,000. Unlike you who work for the government taxpayer. This is the problem right here. Right. And right. unlike him who can't answer a question. Right. I saw that clip. Yeah. I mean, we, we, question. It, it's unreal. You look at You look at the body language of the guy and uh, oh, I know. it's sickening. It, it really is. But the is. thing is, though, is. too, Stelter didn't push him afterwards. But they never do. You, yeah. you, you listen to Stephanopoulos as Buttigieg, as the Secretary of Transportation, was telling you that the federal government was going to buy up all the gas, all the food, all the health care, and they were going to set all the property prices, and they were going to drop prices on all that, which is impossible in a free country because they're not planning on having a free country. That's right. They don't want one. Yeah. You know, uh, switching gears, um, this is on a light, well, much lighter topic. You were talking about pizza places, and it reminded me of the one that when I was in um, high school, and even before then, uh, we had a we had a pizza place that was um, across the river from us, and um, they were the place was it was in a nice area. It faced out to the Willamette River. The okay. river was on the backside of the pizza place. And they had a carousel, which was neat back then. And yes, they had, and um, they did have pinball. I'm not sure what kind of games you guys had out there, but I know that we they had didn't have a jukebox, but it was just a huge parlor with all these old-fashioned chairs. And um, they had about three or four pinball machines. I think they had Pac-Man and yeah, Invaders, sure, and maybe one or two other ones. But it was just it was a beautiful place. And then, of course, now. When um, it was Pietro's, which is no longer in business out here, they, uh, I don't know, the one I were, what I remember was the, at the time I quit going, they switched the uh, ingredients. They got, they were getting them from another supplier, and I think uh, that's how they tanked. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Worked for, I worked for a place like that, and I didn't really realize it at the time, but the owner, I mean, we went from getting all of our ingredients from Little Italy to getting... He had a guy came in there and convinced him that he could make more money if if we used to make our own dough and everything. We used to get fifty pound bags of flour and we they had the dough mixer in the oh, back. Wow. And uh, yeah. they went to shells and this plastic cheese that was nasty. He was on Coke. You know, it was sad. Idiots. Yeah, it was sad. Yeah. Really was. Those places were magic Very back sad. in the day, man. Magic. When I was a kid, that was really good pizza. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Plus, yeah, it was fun. The, I mean, that's that's where every, 
everybody went to meet, man. I mean, there was a lot of romancing going on, and I mean, it was great. Mm-hmm. I loved With it. With me, it was just a lot of families and a lot of, um, like, after if the uh, Friday night football game was early, because my, my brother was playing football, and it was an early game, we'd go to Pietro's after the game and have pizza. It was just all the kids on the team and all the families. It was fun. Yeah. What I was talking about was more without the parents, man. It was mostly all the whole whole clientele were kids. I don't know how they made any money, to be honest with you. Them quarters, I guess. That's a little different out here. I don't know if we really had that out here. But anywho, um, also thinking about uh, Elon Musk, I think he's doing the right thing. And if the deal falls through, it falls through. Because I, I... I applaud him for taking Twitter to task, saying, you're telling me this, but, you know, in other words, prove it. Well, I I think that because he's trying to buy it and, you know, with uh, transparency laws and whatnot, he's shining a great big light on that. Oh, I think he is too, Ward. And it's making a lot of people uncomfortable when it's like, hey, you know, I think three quarters of the followers that Biden has were bots. Mm-hmm. And, oh, of course they were. Yeah. And so, I mean, just stuff like that. It's like, okay, you know, I, I, and Musk may not end up owning Twitter because, I mean, this but may maybe, maybe, maybe he'll destroy it though. And that'd be yeah. even better. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he may be blowing it up, but maybe. You know, the fact that he's pointing out, the, you know, some of the stuff that they were doing. And he hasn't even gotten into, you know, the censorship type stuff. This is just the bots. He brought whatnot. out Epstein, though. I mean, God. Oh, God, yeah, he God talked help. and he said, hey. God protect yeah. the guy, man. I'm telling you, man. Did you see another Clinton aide, another Clinton uh, person uh, committed suicide? suicide? Yeah, they hung him yeah. by extension cord on a tree and shot him in the chest with a shotgun. Three times, I, oh you know, and that was a suicide. Yeah, yeah. That's a Clinton. That, well, that's a Clinton yeah, suicide. suicide. Yeah, right. That, that's, that's a Clinton like suicide. The mafia would do. That's a Clinton suicide. That's no, not a regular. They'd, they'd suicide. They'd never found him. They'd never yourself. found him. But the mob did it. I mean, it, this guy's hanging in a tree. It's unreal. Unbelievable. Oh it's sending a message to Sussman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Well, you know what though? Fact, I, I was... still wonder about that whole mess. That whole that whole mess. That can of worms too, because. Of course, was, yes, Sussman got off, but I and I, I was kind of pissed because I. But then again, knowing what I know now, I can see why he didn't. Durham, the only job, Durham the only du- to, only job Durham has is to protect the government. No, no, but yeah, that, but his job, his job is to make sure that everybody feels like something was being done. But oh, sorry, we came up short. Well, well here. So you're thinking the, that, that everything that Durham does is that he's. I'm just curious. So you're thinking that everything that Durham does is just a bunch of baloney? It's just a bunch of all I'm saying. All I'm saying. All I'm saying is John Durham is a government employee that works for the DOJ. He's going to protect the DOJ. However, I'm saying right. However, Sussman, the whole Sussman thing screwed the pooch. It did, but they brought a lot of they brought a lot of good facts out. They can't exactly. They can't be put back. and the genie's out of the bottle mm-hmm. because Sussman said Hillary knew, but somebody Hillary else gave the okay. Somebody right. else is going to have to pick up the ball. Off on it. 
Well, yeah, yeah but they, but now they have actual testimony to the fact that Hillary gave the okay from she inside the campaign. Was, from, from inside, inside the campaign, Mook, and yeah. she knew that it was bogus. Right. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, and so there's no statute of limitations on that. So we're not even sweating that. If all all you need is because there is no statute of limitations on treason. So all that's you guys or, or murder is, or murder. Let's go back to Seth murder, Rich. That's right. There isn't Seth Rich, man. Yeah, all day long. That that one yeah. right there. That's got Vince to be Foster. Uh, I mean, we could go the the, the names. I, of, I still think Hillary killed both those people. I really do. She had a she hired somebody to kill Seth Rich and to kill Vince Foster. I just don't know who I, that I, was. I don't think it was. Uh, I don't think it was Hillary that got Seth Rich. I think it was Stacey Abrams. Or, really? or Donna oh, Brazil. Oh, you know what? You just made me think of something. Ward. I was reading an article. This was a while back, and it was they were talking about how when Seth Rich was going, when they had, had him heading, he was at the hospital or going into the emergency room. Stacey Abrams was there. Yep. So that kind of makes you wonder. Hmm. See, I never heard that. I never heard any yeah. of that. I, I didn't know. either. I, thought, I, I wish I could. I'd have to go back through my memory files or whoever to see where it was but i do remember reading that and i showed yeah that was a while david's going oh my god i i agree because i remember talking i remember seeing it and i wanted to talk about it on the show and for whatever reason we didn't uh but yeah Yeah. i i do remember seeing that uh that stacy abrams was on site so that that was kind of a weird thing i mean i don't think i still think that's weird i don't think she pulled the trigger but i think she was there to to make sure that you know, he, that the job was done. Well, what I was getting at, Ward, is I felt that um, Hillary ordered, she, I think of her as a mafia boss. She's order, she tells someone just below her, uh, sure. she's telling her underboss or who or the, one of the capos to uh, go kill somebody. And then they go do it. And then who knows, maybe Abrams was part of the plan. I don't know. She could have been, but I don't know. Or she could have been told, make sure that it's done. So she exactly. shows up at the hospital. Hey, did he make it? Nope. All right. Yeah, she, she might have just been there to verify. Exactly. I don't know. Part of the plan. She's part, she's part of their part of their plan to, to make sure that he got killed. I didn't realize she had so much juice, man. I thought she was just some rookie. Uh, but that's interesting. I don't think so. I mean, I hate to say this, but I still think of her as an Abrams tank. Just the way she was. <laughs> She ought to fix some teeth. She ought to fix some teethuses. Yeah, because she can. Eat, <laughs> no kidding. She can eat corn on the cob with through. She can eat corn on the cob through a picket fence. <laughs> you know, I saw just just because I'm leaving so much of these show notes behind. I want to cover one thing real quick. Uh, apparently, the percentage of Americans who think that Trump either solely or mainly was responsible for January 6th has declined. Over the last year, in January 2021, slightly more than a majority, 52% considered Trump either solely or mainly responsible. But that figure has declined as only 45% now feel the same way. And the only reason I say that is because they're coming up with this dog and pony show on Thursday. Uh, And listen to this, man. This is how stupid... They think America is with another televised virtue signaling performance fast approaching this week. 
They say Nancy Pelosi's, I'm going to say Adam Kinzinger's and Liz Cheney's partisan January 6th committee has hired a former television network executive to produce Thursday's witch hunt proceedings in a shameless attempt to turn the primetime hearing into must-see TV, Axios reported today. I mean, that's, to me, that's like, that's insulting to me. Well, the the thing is, this is a hearing that there's not any kind of cross-examination. There, this is just kissing kiss Kinsinger and, and Cheney and whatnot going out, telling everybody how terrible Trump is. There's no opposing side. There's no, nobody that's going to go, hey, wait a second. Where's the video? We want the video released. And how bad are these people that they claim they lied to their constituents and told them they were conservative Republicans? And now they're trying to put conservative Republicans in prison. And they're supporting that January 6th people are in prison right now. For all, I mean, it, it, they've been in prison a long time. Over they've a year. They've been in prison over a year. And they're appalling conditions. I mean, this, this, they, should, yeah. this should tear down the U.S. government. I mean, our people are either, I don't understand why more people are not furious about this. Do we not yeah. understand where we're at? I mean, that, it's horrible. That their constitutional rights are being stepped on. I mean, the right to a speedy trial. I mean, you're telling oh, yeah. me that, that somebody hasn't been able to, to have a trial? The federal for, secret police put them in prison for politics. Yeah. And how and how many people right. how many people are in jail right now? I don't Do know. We have a number? I, I have no idea. I got to look into that a little bit more because they keep we, they just they just charged the head of the white supremacist group, the Proud Boys, who's Hispanic, they just charged him with seditious something. Uh, he wasn't even in Washington, D.C. You know, it, th- this is, this is, this has gone too far, man. And yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to curse so bad. These Republicans that are in Washington right now, I blame you a lot for this. You should be oh, yeah. going on hunger strikes. You should be going up to Chuck Schumer and punching him in the freaking mouth. I mean, on C-SPAN. You know, put a little skin in the game. Well, I got a question. This, this, uh, because I, I, I wasn't paying attention to this. This, is this going to be on like regular on ABC? Who's carrying this? I have no this, idea, man. I don't know. I mean, is it going to, it's so apparently it's not, not like a C SPAN type thing. No. No, they want to make a freaking Hollywood production out of it. But the, it's going to end up being just like the, the well, see, that, that's the problem. It's not going to be like the impeachments because there's nobody that's going to go up and go, everything that you said is completely wrong. You know, And, and that's the other thing that people don't realize. I mean, this is an unconstitutional event. You know, we have two parties in this country in politics, in Washington. And when you have a committee like this, both parties are supposed to be represented. When you, you remember every single hearing up to this one, you had the guy saying, oh, Hillary Clinton, you're the best thing since sliced bread. Thank God Almighty that you're here. And then it went to the next guy. And he said, why did you allow this to happen in Benghazi? Da, 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 da. Then the next guy, oh, Hillary Clinton, God bless you. You're yeah. the best. But we don't but, have that. But, 
No, they stacked the, they stacked the committee because they threw the one course, threw the guys out. Right. Yeah, they threw out Jordan and exactly and, uh, anybody that's going to oppose them. And put Absolutely. these traitors. They put these traitors. The Cheney family daughter and and Kinzinger, both traitors. They should they should assassinate their character just for being traitors. And Marlene, well, that would I'm, be nice. I'm totally She's out of time, Marlene. I got I got to let you go. Uh, thanks no, for coming. No problem. Down. I thought you were. I was. I didn't know what was going on, so I just kept listening. So I, I appreciate <laughs> I'll it. I'll get off. Thanks for calling. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. All right, Marlene from Eugene, Oregon. Yeah, Ward. This is this is ridiculous. Uh, your final thoughts on, on everything and how people can get in touch with you, and we're out of time, brother. Uh, you can always hit me up on social media as far as I'm on Twitter. I'm back on Twitter as long as Elon's involved. Uh, <laughs> Getter and uh, True Social. At True Social, I'm at Wardy, and on the other ones, I'm at Wardy22. Uh, feel free to drop me a line. I, I follow everybody back that, that sends me a request, unless you have Chinese characters in your name, and <laughs> at which point I, I completely ignore you. All right, Ward. Thanks a lot. Uh, another great show. Ran out of time. We didn't run out of material, but that's okay. We got to keep this keep this sane, uh, except for Friday night. Sometimes we go a little off there, but uh, we'll see what happens. Thanks for letting us into your life for an hour. Ladies and gentlemen, you catch me Monday to Thursday, 12 p.m. Uh, on the Wayne Dupree Show on Rumble and 100 other places. And we're here Mondays and Fridays right now. We'll be back on Wednesday, I'm pretty sure, but... Uh, I'm just taking a little bit of break. Uh, God bless. Go to rsbn.bandcamp.com and support Jacob Seals. Thanks for calling, people. Thanks for listening.